0: Okay, I'm so fucking excited to do this part. Welcome to season two of My Gay Exposé podcast. And thanks for joining me on this part two portion of this picturesque journey. And if you find yourself somehow, just now, stumbling upon the show, I'm Ronnie Washburn a writer and blogger based out of San Francisco, California. And this is a sneak peek of what you can expect in season two of My Gay Exposé podcast. You know, I have to say, even though you most certainly were late, you still showed up. If you're now hearing the sound of my voice That means you showed up to the party. And even though you were half an hour late for that dinner date that you set up with that guy that you matched with on Tinder, you were over an hour and a half late with that regularly scheduled hookup with that regularly scheduled friends with benefits. Even though you planned to get to the movies before the previews, you still somehow found yourself maneuvering through chairs in the dark 45 minutes in. And by the way, don't think that we didn't notice when you showed up over an hour late for work the other morning and didn't even have the audacity to call your boss to let him know. And don't think we didn't notice that you showed up with a Starbucks cup in your hand. But here's the thing. You showed up. You showed up fashionably late to the My Gay Exposé podcast party. So, okay. Now that you're here, this is what I'm being told. Based on the reach, quote unquote, of this show, I'm just now. Just now that I've finished up with season one and I've wrapped up this My Gay Exposé part one podcast journey. I'm now being told that I'm just now reaching where I'm supposed to be. And truth be told, the only reach that I am familiar with is a full-on reach around in the bedroom. So because you're new and because I'm now reaching you, quote unquote, here's what you can expect from season two of My Gay Exposé podcast. So how do I separate my show from all the other gay podcasts out there. Well, it's simple. It's a very sexy, deranged, messy take on what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. That's the best way I can describe it. We'll talk about all things from what it's like to be a bossy-ass bottom to taking that bossy ass bottom and making sure that it's fully clean with best douching practices. Even if you may not know what those practices are, because I've got a couple of tricks up my sleeve or up my ass, whatever you wanna think is best. To serious topics of conversation, such as racism within the gay community and, and full-on education on pronouns that you might need to know from every letter of the LGBTQ alphabet on gender. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill. And before we get into a little sneak peek of what's in store for season two, I have just a couple of quick requests while you listen along. First, binge on all 50 episodes of season one of My Gay Exposé podcast just to get a little bit more familiarized with who I am and what my show is all about so that you kind of give yourself a little bit of a segue into what you can expect. I need you to go onto Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review because we all need that in the podcasting world these days. Follow me on Spotify and fuck all the other podcast formats because they just don't matter. Um, If you have anything that you'd like to say that can't be fulfilled within any of my social media DMs, by all means, reach out at mygayexposé at gmail.com. That's mygayexposé at gmail.com. Follow on Instagram at exposingmygayexposé. and again fuck all the other social media formats because let's just be honest with ourselves none of them really matter and take a look at my website at www.roniwashburn.com that's r-a-o-n-i washburn.com and check out my blog again in the life of Ronnie as well as all of my written work on this site. So now that all of that shit's out of the way, let's hop into what you can expect in season two, coming soon. (laughs) It's one thing when you have all of these people who are suddenly paying you all kinds of attention all over the world and not always in a positive way, calling you out and you do your very best to completely ignore each and every one of them. But when your own newly teenage son starts calling your ass out, that's when shit gets fucking real. (laughs) The first time my boyfriend brought home that like lube that you're supposed to be, it's like powder form. I guess it's supposed to be for fisting, of course, my fucking boyfriend knows all about what this shit is. But then, like, it basically found its way somehow on my nightstand, and I found myself with all these fucking little stringy-ass things going from my hand to my dick in every which way and in my mouth and all. And it was just nasty fucking shit. Do you guys know what I'm fucking talking about? You know this shit, right? Right? You know, getting older is not fun for fucking anyone. And the more this podcast grows and the more I see how my voice has reached any and all ages in between and I start to read some of the comments and messages and things that are thrown my way, I realize that I feel like I'm fucking 64 motherfucking years old. What the actual fuck are half these people even talking about? Let's just say that the Scruff app is the one place that I most certainly will not be reading any of my messages while I'm eating lunch. That's the fucking reputation that it has built for itself in San Francisco. I mean, we all should have seen this shit coming. (laughs) Am I wrong? Uh, as we maneuver through this entire post-vaccine era, as more and more people continue to get fully vaccinated, quote unquote, and we log into Grinder and go through all the different profiles and see all the different ways that people try so very hard to be clever and slip the word vaccine into their screen name. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh my God. I am pretty confident that this answer is actually going to get me even more canceled than the daddy-son porn comment from season one. And I have to say, there's absolutely nothing like trying to be sober and being sober for almost five months now. Well, literally every single person in your entire life around you is a fucking alcoholic. (laughs) I actually am really having a hard time with now that everybody's like coming out and people are starting to wear masks less and less because, you know, we're segueing into this whole, you know, fully vaccinated 2021 is when you run into that random friend that you haven't seen in more than a year and they're actually double the size that they once were. This is just going to be, I mean, I'm curious to see how this whole new social dynamic plays itself out moving forward. If you try to have that birds and the bees conversation with your teenage son, try having that birds and the bees conversation with your teenage son when you're not only gay, but also gay and a slut. And see how that works out for you. We, we all know going to a gay event is like the biggest fucking mindfuck. Because you don't eat anything because you want to look thin and skinny for the event itself. But then at the event, there's almost always alcohol. And so like half a cocktail in, you're like fucking shit face wasted and making a complete full of yourself even though you're looking skinny. Any sort of issue that ever arises relating to me being a daddy to that little boy, regardless of how old he ever gets, far surpasses any other daddy-related issues that I might have from my past and that I spew out on a regular basis to my therapist on that little green therapy couch. (laughs) It's like, listen, We've been wearing masks for over a year now. You can put that fucking shit over your goddamn nose. I know you've had plenty of practice. It's like the same thing with these fucking guys on Grindr, these blank profiles, like no photo, no profile, nothing. And then they get pissed at you when they say hello and you don't respond. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Put that mask over your fucking nose. You know how you like watched... Those additions for American Idol and those people were just so terrible. But they thought that they had what it took to be that big superstar. And then when they actually got the critiques from the judges, they were just dumbfounded because they couldn't understand why these judges were telling them that they were terrible. Sometimes I feel like people are like that in the bedroom as well. Like they think that just because they've had sex with like most of the city that they think that they're experienced and good and have what it takes to move on to the next level. But I hate to break it to you. Sometimes you're just not good in bed. (laughs) The trust issues that I have with any person that runs the corporation that I work for are the exact same trust issues that I have with all the different guys that I'm into Because let's face it, I'm into the guys that you should have trust issues with. So just think about that for a minute. I know that we've all at some point in our lives been on all fours while that guy is fumbling around behind us. And in our minds, we're actually thinking to ourselves, why the hell did I not bring a fucking book to get through this shit? actually going to take us a really long time to get back to the way that things once were i mean after all we are in a place where bars and clubs are starting to reopen however we all still have to wear masks so how the actual fuck are we supposed to get shit face wasted and end up making out with that random guy on the dance floor if we have masks on. I just foresee this being a shit show, truth be told. I had to borrow my boyfriend's ring light because I got in this, like, fucking K-hole known as TikTok, and I actually got a lot of attention early on, and I had this bright idea to do these little 15-second short videos of all the episode subject matter, that has been revealed on this show and ever since truth be told i've started this tiktok i have seen the my gay expose podcast numbers going through the roof (laughs) but the only reason why i even bring this up is i have this fucking ring light in my room that i borrowed from my boyfriend and i also had this weird situation where i lost all my shit on my phone have you ever done that where you just lost everything from your phone it's pretty fucking devastating. I can't believe how reliant we are on our devices these days. But I made this random joke to my boyfriend because I had to start everything over. I basically lost all of it. So I was like, hey, so will you position the ring light in a way so that I can like get on all fours and spread my cheeks wide for my grinder? Because I just so happened to lose all my saved nudes i think that because that poppers burns segment was so successful in season one that we need to take five more different brands and test them live on the show because after all any excuse for me to get as high as a kite on poppers rate review record and then go get fucked afterwards Sounds like a good evening to me. One of the things that I'm kind of struggling with the more this podcast continues to grow and the more vocal I get on this show is that I'm finding that I'm getting this vocal and this in your face and this direct in my own personal life, including my professional life. And let's just say I found myself running my mouth one too many times almost borderline to a place where I could potentially be in hot water with my current position. But at the end of the day, I really don't give a fuck. Cause this is really who I truly am. I was actually pretty shocked when I first moved out to San Francisco, started like making friends and hanging out with people, how common drug usage is. And then I learned (laughs) as I maneuvered through my San Francisco living life, and then went back to visits in Sacramento and started hanging out with my best girl and all of her bar friends, then Sacramento was really no different. They just hide it better. I love foreskin. Anteaters are my favorite animal in this world. And truth be told, I'm not opposed to wearing a turtleneck when it gets really cold outside. I mean, I can't even tell you how many years I've found myself in some sort of gay bar or club or Halloween party for Halloween. And I'm standing there fully soaked and drenched in alcohol, judging all of these other gays for wearing these slutty ass costumes. But here's the thing. I'm doing all of that judging for those gays wearing those slutty costumes while I'm standing there in my very own slutty ass costume two. I mean, we all learn shit in life, right? I mean, just now, as we segue into this season two journey, I'm just now figuring out the formula for this podcast, for this show. I mean, at the very beginning of season one, I was just as clueless as Britney Spears is on Instagram. I have just come to terms with the fact that I absolutely cannot do cocaine because uh, let's just say my inhibitions get so low that they just don't even exist in my system anymore. And I can't tell you how many times I found myself on video completely coked out of my mind doing things that remind me each time I watch those videos that I should never ever touch coke ever fucking again. What are you looking for? 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 for? I love that we now live in a reality where a got mick is our current topic of conversation that's on everybody's lips. But I also hate that we live in a world where a TikTok is a thing that someone like me has to familiarize themselves with in order to stay relevant with such things as podcasting in today's gay society. It's just not fucking fair. You know how they always say that your porn star name is your first pet and the first street that you lived on. So just as a side note, my porn star name is Toby Rosewood, which totally fits. That's like, like I envision some sort of like 70s porn stash porn star with that name. But like one of my friends online posted this thing about your drag queen name. Now here's the thing. I'm the hugest fucking fan of drag of all time. I love going to drag shows. And RuPaul's Drag Race is one of my favorite shows of all time. However, I've been on this constant quest, even though I will most likely never do drag, to find my specific drag name. I named my roommate Margarita No Salt. And that's pretty self-explanatory if you know who he is. And more on that later. However, I officially found my drag name is supposed to be your grandmother's first name, and the last sweet that you ate. So wait for it, folks. This is so perfect. It's not even funny. My drag queen name is officially here on My Gay Expose podcast, Ivana Poundcake. I'm not fucking kidding you. This is like the perfect drag queen name of all time. Ivana Poundcake. No joke. One of my co-workers brought me Poundcake that she had baked just the day before I saw this post online. So that was the last sweet that I had eaten. Ivana Poundcake, my official drag name. So my question to you is, would you rather have a profile of a guy on Grinder that you find attractive or hot or someone you want to sleep with Go through the motions of talking back and forth to them and finding out that basically they are racist or have some sort of racial preference when it comes to who they want to sleep with. Or would you rather just have them save you the trouble of going through the conversation piece and just have all that shit showcased on their profile? This is an actual legitimately kind of crazy topic of conversation that's pretty much up for debate and I'm kind of surprised that in 2021 we're still talking about this shit. (laughs) It's like one of those things where you think you know better because you're gay and you've like experienced all of those things that she's like so worried about and you just have to say listen. Going to the clinic and getting tested for an STD it's just as common as getting a cold. It's really not that big of a deal. You really have nothing to be worrying about. And I don't know why you're freaking out. And then she just like looked at me and was like, uh, you're forgetting one big piece of the puzzle. And I was like, what, what do you mean? What is Why? And then she's like, we can also get pregnant. And I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You can get pregnant. I forgot. Minor detail. (laughs) Like, listen, I don't want to talk shit directly about Jordan Power because let's be honest with ourselves. He had a very successful show. The Shame on You podcast was a very good show. And truth be told, it was much of the inspiration for this show stems from that Successful show. But here's the thing. It was successful. But this motherfucker had to go out, write a book, get super cocky, like sabotage his relationship with his co-host, force him to basically leave the show mid-season and end all of that success. So what does he do? He tries to turn around and do it on his own. And I'm sorry, Jordan, but the Unmentionable podcast is just not good and why are you trying to use howard stern as a format to mimic it's just not working and good luck to you in your future that's all i have to say about that i was like literally like full-on screaming at my graphic designer telling him no 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 this is not the Ronnie Washburn that I want the world to see. I'll never forget it. I was such a fucking perfectionistic bitch. But as time moved on and I have learned what this industry has in store for me, I've learned that I have to let all that shit and all that perfectionism go. Because at the end of the day, there's no point in being a Mariah Carey when deep down, you're really just as down to earth as everybody fucking else. For that term butterface, like everything's good, butterface. Like I kind of feel like when you are like trying to go out and be in these newly adapted social situations and you're trying to actually like hit on guys or check guys out, it's like they're wearing fucking masks now, so you never know. Everything might look good in front of you, but once they take their mask off, are they butterface? (laughs) But when it comes to romance, my boyfriend is absolutely just like a fucking straight guy. He's absolutely clueless. And truth be told, that's probably why I'm really into him. I'm over here with my buddy and we're looking for a third. Translation. We're doing meth. You know, like when sometimes you watch shows or movies with a very thick British accent and you have a really hard time telling what they're even saying, even though they're speaking English. (laughs) I think it's like genetics or some shit, or I don't know what the actual fuck it is. But like, I am able to like translate that shit for people. I don't have a clue how either. I know my family's English, but I grew up here. So I don't know where the hell that comes from. You know, sometimes I dream with a British accent as well. Isn't that crazy? Do you ever stop to think for just one moment that maybe we as a society are evolving to a place where maybe we're not supposed to be with just one person sexually for the rest of our life? What do you think about that? If you find yourself identifying with any of the letters in the LGBTQ plus community, then you know the struggle that we've had to deal with when it comes to being discriminated against and going through what we've gone through to get to this place. So how dare you throw around racial preference and be racist to people when you know that something like that that you can say to someone else is hurtful and hateful. Oh, God, I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> I, like, listen, you've had that enormous monster-sized cock for your entire life. So you know that when you have a guy come over to sit on that dick... That you better actually fucking have a bottle of poppers on that nightstand with no questions asked. And you've got to be fucking kidding me. If you think that I believe that this has never come up in conversation. Because I don't buy it. I've said it before so many times on this show and I will most certainly say it again. Just because you have a huge and juicy desirable looking cock does not mean that you know how to use it. There are times where I actually listen to my very own episodes and go through to edit as I'm recording. And sometimes my perfectionistic tendencies take over and I begin to rip myself apart and even question what I'm even doing on this format. Why am I doing this? Why am I saying this? Why did I pick this as a topic? Why am I saying it that way? Why does it sound that way? What am I doing? What the actual fuck am I even doing? And then I go to a place where I listen to some of the top rated gay themed podcasts out there. And realize (laughs) that my shit's actually far better than I even expected. Because at the end of the day, podcasts are not perfect. And... Let's just say there are a lot of podcasts out there that are far less perfect than mine. I'll just say that and call it a day. I actually like try to kid myself that even though most of my like closest friends to this very day are people that I've actually met on Grinder, I feel like I still think that that can continue to be a thing. But pretty much when you're actually really hardcore trying to date, That's when you get all the guys that just want to hook up. But when you actually do want to be single and hook up, or if you're like me and in an open relationship and trying to hook up, that's when you meet all the guys that just want to be in a fucking relationship. What the actual fuck? And then one of my exes, he actually would record me when we would go out and I'd be like shit faced, wasted and like kind of, Causing a scene, so to speak. He would like record me and then like play it back for me the next day. And he was always like scolding me throughout the whole fucking thing. And I hated it. It was absolutely like the worst thing ever to be like so embarrassed of yourself the next morning. And then cut to me a couple years later doing the same fucking thing for my boyfriend. It's like that moment when you find out that you've just become your parents when you're raising a kid. Yeah, it's just like that. I can't tell you how many times that I did my gay walk of shame home from that random hookups house and been completely fucking mind blown to a place where on that walk of shame home, I actually planned out my motherfucking wedding with this guy in my head while I got home only to never hear from them ever fucking again. I'm probably the most bulge crazy or boy crazy motherfucker that I know. And those bulges, they're like year round. You can see them in the gym shorts in the summertime, and you can see them in the outline of the gray sweatpants in the wintertime. They're very seasonal. So now I have to ask, now that you've heard what's in store, now that you got that little taste or that sneak peek, so to speak, are you so not equally as excited as I am for the full-on season two premiere of My Gay Expose podcast? Listen, I want to thank you from the bottom of my gay little black heart for being the best part of this show. And I'm so beyond over the moon, excited to spew my messy, deranged, and sometimes sexy vomit to you, the listeners, in any way that I see fit. I'm Ronnie Washburn. Thanks for joining me for this little preview this week, and I'll see you in season two.